everyone and welcome back to the One Globe 360 podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Alicia and Nate, aka the Passport Couple. Their message is that travelling the world should not just be a dream, and so they quit their jobs in February to travel full-time. Despite the coronavirus pandemic, they have continued to travel, which has meant their Instagram page is literally travel goals, uh, with daily uploads. They are currently in Cambodia, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about their travel experiences so far, how they have grown their travel blog and Instagram page, and their advice they have for people who want to travel but are being held back by a lack of self-confidence. So the first question I have for you guys is, how did the Passport Couple come about and what inspired you guys to quit your jobs and start traveling full-time? Yeah, so for us, we, we've been working in hospitality for so long and that is time-consuming job, especially when you're in the front ranks at like the front desk of a hotel so we were always working so much and we barely saw each other and we lived together and we probably saw each other maybe two hours a day just over dinner and laundry and getting everything ready and it was yeah it was sad like we wanted yeah. to hang out more <laughs> together course. yeah yeah so we kept coming up with ideas like how can we spend more time together mm-hmm. and yeah. it's always been a dream of ours to like actually see the world and not just see pictures or videos mm-hmm. or movies about it and actually go out and experience it so honestly it was last august so a year ago now we had just sold our couches at our apartment and we were either going to buy new ones or we were like well maybe we could just sell everything else and like go travel (laughs) so we talked about it for a long time and we like eventually voted (laughs) like it was like survivor (laughs) We voted, we're like, either we're going to like redo the apartment and like focus on real estate really as like a way to like make more money or we're going to sell everything and just travel the world. So we both voted and we both wrote down the world and we showed each other at the same time. So that's when it all started. We just started planning and selling everything and just figured out a way for us to to live together and be together all the time and, and make a business out of this. Awesome. And you, you just mentioned about, you know, the business side of it. What have you guys been doing to, you know, support yourself on that business side where you've got your, your blog, you've got the Instagram? What what's it what's it all sort of what's happening at the moment with it? And what are your like long term aspirations for it all? Yeah, so we saved up enough money before we left to travel for about 12 to 14 months without needing any additional income, which was really nice. Um, kind of gave us that leeway period to to get up and running and, and learn all the skills that we needed to learn. But since we come from a hospitality background, we're really focused on the hotel side of things. We love staying in new hotels and working with hotel owners and Airbnb hosts. And our goal is to be able to help them with our expertise as much as we can and help them update their Airbnb website. Their pictures need updating, their get videos on their websites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the past year, we've really focused on photography, videography, and website design. So we're really hoping we can put all of our skills in play and help these smaller time Airbnb hosts and independent hotel owners really get their business up and running, especially now, so that once travelers are coming back and ready to start booking, that they're ready to start taking them. Better revenue management skills, better website design and photography on there. Awesome, and yeah, my next question is, you know, linked to to your Instagram and everything. How have you grown your Instagram to, you know, to almost 2000 followers already? You know, you guys have been traveling since February, so it's not for a massively long time, but I've seen your all your photos, you know, you have so much engagement on your photos, loads of comments, loads of people interacting. 
Do you have any advice or tips for people who are looking to try and grow, not even just Instagram, but their social media platforms in general? Yeah, I think uh, as far as growing our Instagram following, it's definitely something we've been dedicated to quite intensely. Uh, and I think consistency has been the main key. Uh, you know, make sure making sure that we post every day has been a big thing, uh, but also just kind of working on our photography all year long and literally going out. I think we posted the other day that we went out on a photo shoot. We took like 1,700 pictures. And it's not like we walk away with 1,700 great pictures. I mean, we honestly delete most of that, um, but we have a couple of good ones here and there. And just kind of learning from all the pictures that we take, kind of focusing on the message that we are kind of sending to our following and really just being social and engaging with everybody on mm -hmm. Instagram in our niche and in just anybody who's following us, anybody who's commenting, just really engaging and being a part of their lives as much as we can. I think also focusing on stories has been a big thing for us. We have kind of went in and out of that over time where we post a lot of stories about our day to day. And then we thought, well, maybe life's not that exciting. Maybe we don't post that. And then we kind of got back to posting things again, but just really finding things to post and being engaging every day in our stories and posting consistently. So, but I think the biggest thing that's kind of propelled the growth that we have seen is just kind of using the, using the platforms like Instagram, really just being on there every single day for several hours each, if not more engaging with people. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of hustle and just mm -hmm. interacting with others. Yeah. So. yeah. It's definitely a lot of work. We spend a lot of time on Instagram, <laughs> but I think for us, like the engagement is a lot of like give more than you expect to receive. I think a lot of people go on Instagram, they're like, oh, how many likes do I have? Like, how many comments did my posts do? Like, is it doing well? And yes, we check those things, but that's not our main focus. Our main focus is, oh, who is this new account that only has like 300 followers? And who is this account that is liking all these pictures? Mm -hmm. And we really are giving more. Like, we like probably thousands of pictures a day and yeah. comment on everyone that we come across. And we really just try to like make an actual community mm -hmm. and not just uh, something flimsy like the like a follow for follow um, where we're just getting people who like also want follows yeah and more of like an actual community that's why I think we have such high engagement on our post as well which is better for the long term mm -hmm. yeah and I think like the most rewarding thing has actually been kind of those relationships that we've developed, you know, the people that we literally are almost talking to on a daily basis or every other day. Yeah. Yeah. And some people that we sit on Zoom calls like, you know, once a month and just chat with and catch up with and people we've met up with in some of the countries that we visited, we never expected that part of like Instagram to really happen. It just kind of organically happened. And that's been the most rewarding part is kind of developing those relationships and actually getting to meet people yeah. in person. Like, it's just, it's so much more than we ever expected from it in just the short time we've been on the platform for this business at least. Yeah, it's been crazy actually since we went into quarantine. Um, we were kind of like looking for other people who were like going home or, or mm -hmm. staying out traveling like we were. And we did find another couple, an urban journey. Um, we were able to connect with them and they stayed in India for quite a while. And we've honestly like have never met them in person. We just Zoom called them like, like once a month, maybe twice a month and talk to them like every day. They're like our best friends now. So it's yeah. been great and something we definitely did not expect from yeah. Instagram. That's what's awesome about the travel community is the, the contacts that you make and the connections that you make. And I think Instagram yeah. Yeah. is so good for that. So good at like, 
connecting with people all around the world. I mean, this is like the best example, right? Like you guys are, yeah. you know, from, you're from America, you're in Cambodia, I'm in the UK, like, and this has happened through, you know, through Instagram and, you know, and, and everything. So it's fantastic. Yeah. It, I think Instagram is probably for me, my favorite platform in terms of like for traveling. Yeah. Um, Us as well. It's That's awesome. Cool. I really, yeah, absolutely love the platform. Um, in terms of some advice now for people who would love to travel but are being held back by like a fear or like a, a lack of self-confidence I speak to so many people and they say you know oh I wish I could just go out and travel but I don't have anyone to go with or I'm a bit fearful like do you have any advice for people just to sort of take the plunge and do it yeah it's kind of funny actually before we started this journey just in February like you said um, we really hadn't ever traveled before. We went on one vacation together in September of last year. After mm-hmm. we made the decision, started selling everything, we went on a one-week vacation to Washington, D.C., and we started, like, trying to take pictures, and we just, we were really not good at it. Terrible. <laughs> not good at traveling, <laughs> not good at pictures, not good at video. Like, we just yeah. were not good at it. And we're like, what are we doing but we just kept with it and dove in head first, which is probably a lot more than most people will take on, but it was so worth it. Like we, we are learning so much just about the world, about traveling, about each other, about ourselves. It's just, it's been absolutely incredible and it's so rewarding. And we've definitely, like, I've been so like overwhelmed and stressed at times, but if you just like look around where you are, it just makes it so worth it. Yeah. 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 And I think too, like give yourself the confidence, you know, to make this stuff. I mean, there's podcasts like this and there's, you know, there's blogs everywhere out there about traveling, what it looks like, you know, the good, the bad and everything in between, right. Mm -hmm. Read, like do the research and just really delve into what people are putting out there because there's so much time that's been invested into putting great content out there about what it's like to travel full-time, part-time, and just what it looks like in Southeast Asia, what it looks like in Europe. I mean, there's so much out there to just engross yourself in. There's really no excuses not to be comfortable with eventually making that leap. Now, we, of course, should have taken our own advice because we didn't do (laughs) half of that, and I wish we would have. But I think just getting yourself comfortable, listening to podcasts, reading, watching YouTube, you know, because there's a lot of people out here there who put out content and yes, it looks like a dream, but there's also all those people usually put out real content too, that shows you some of the struggles and some of the things you're going to miss and kind of gets you, I guess, understanding uh, of what you're in for if you do make that leap. And I think the last thing I would just say is like, there's, there's never ever like a perfect time for anything in life, right? Like sometimes you just have to, to take the leap and that's, as she alluded to that moment where we just kind of like wrote it down on a piece of paper. And I think we both looked at each other in complete shock when we saw that the other person had <laughs> written rolled. We're like, Oh my gosh, we're actually doing this. Right. And our families are like, yeah, whatever. Like they, they've always got ideas. They're always on to like, you know, something that they want to do, but we, we actually carried through with this one because we were both so excited about it, both so passionate about it. And I mean, we've fallen on our face a hundred times, but we have learned more from falling on our face than we have from doing things perfectly. Right. So, I mean, it, it's just really just taking the leap. And, and if nothing else, start small, start locally, go for weekend getaways, you know, or go for a couple week vacation, you know, somewhere two hours away from your home and see what it feels like yeah. before you actually take the leap and, you know, 
lead the country yeah. that you've been familiar with your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> build up your confidence. Build yeah. it up. Yeah, so. I think, yeah, I like what you said. Build it up, you know, a few, a few days away in your own country, like you said, and then a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then you can build it up to a month, a year, and then whatever it becomes to be. You know, like with you guys, you, yeah. it's yours is long, your plan is long-term with, with the travelling, and I guess everyone's different in terms of someone might feel more comfortable doing a group tour like for me when I did lots of my traveling Mm -hmm. last year in the last few years I've done group trips um which for me I just it just fitted with me perfectly so I think just I think everyone just understanding that they can be different and they can pick whichever style of travel they want and like you said looking at all the blogs podcasts there's so much out there to um to look at and read and understand um so yeah definitely and in terms of your favorite country you visited what would you say that it would be and why well now i think we are obliged to say cambodia because it's <laughs> yeah. been our home for so long yeah we've been here since march 10th and we've officially been to now like four or five different cities mm-hmm. um and it really is it has the the friendliest nicest people we've ever met honestly yeah. every single day we meet someone new whether it's just at a shop or on the street or a tuk tuk driver and we're just like, they were so nice. Like, they went above and beyond for absolutely no reason. And it was just genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even today, we said that. It's just incredible, the people here. And it's a beautiful country, um, especially down on the coast where we were just recently. We went to Kampot and Kep, and it's just gorgeous there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, you couldn't, we couldn't say anything else about Cambodia. I mean, yeah. the especially when we were first going into like lockdown there wasn't any like required lockdown here in cambodia per se obviously there's a lot of recommendations as there were throughout the world but we didn't have to necessarily stay inside for a couple months but we did choose Mm -hmm. to and i think that's just because we're from the u.s and we're kind of taking guidance you know from the u.s and what they're doing what our family and friends are doing so yeah we did kind of lay low for a couple of months to kind of see how things were going and to this very day, Cambodia's done very well with it, uh, which we're completely grateful for, to have been, I guess, stuck, if you will, anywhere. Mm-hmm. But the hotel that we were staying at, they literally closed the doors for a couple of months, but they allowed us to stay just because they knew this was basically our home for a couple of months. And I mean, they didn't have to do that, but they did because they understood our circumstances. And beyond that, like if we ever needed anything, they literally told us like, if you need anything, we'll go get it for you and bring it to the hotel. If you need food, we'll cook at home for you and bring it to the hotel. Like these, it, it, it was unbelievable. Like they didn't have to do any of it. We didn't expect it, but they were just so gracious and kind. And they always checked in with us to make sure we were okay. And that we had everything we needed. And not only did that make us feel completely comfortable during one of the craziest times I'm sure we'll ever experience in our lives, but it made our families feel comfortable too. Because our families, obviously, it's enough for them just having us away for a year in countries they've never even been to. Mm-hmm. So that's concerning enough to them. But when they saw how the hotel was treating us, I mean, they just felt at peace with, with everything that's going on. And if we're going to say it's the grocery store, literally, we would buy so much groceries every week. So we'd go up once a week <laughs> and it would fill this little cart up. And they literally had the security guard. We lived right down the street. He would walk us home with the grocery cart <laughs> and help us unpack our groceries. Like... The friendliest people you will ever meet, you know, and they just went out of their way to always help us and just be kind to us. And that was in Siem Reap, but we've really seen that everywhere we have went, like everywhere. It's been so strong throughout the whole country. So we're totally in in 
forever indebted to them, honestly. Yeah. And in terms of like, what are your immediate plans? What What's next after Cambodia? Are you planning to stay for, for some more time or are you, are you allowed to, I don't know what the situa- situation's like in Southeast Asia, are the borders open for other countries or are you just gonna stay in Cambodia? Yeah, so right now we check all the time, trust us. Our, our plan originally <laughs> our plan originally was just to be in Cambodia for one month. And even when we got here, we were like, well, maybe one month is too long in Cambodia because we honestly didn't know anything about Cambodia before we got here at all. Um, and we we're like, why did we even book a month here? Like, it, I don't know how it happened. It happened for a reason. And we're very grateful for it. But um, we were supposed to be here for one month and heading out to other countries. Mm-hmm. Bali was our next stop and hopefully in Vietnam, Laos. We're gonna be going a little bit faster than we had at the beginning. But uh, now that's all changed obviously and borders are still closed. Laos is still closed, Vietnam, Thailand, Philippines, uh, Malaysia is still closed. So we're looking as much as we can, but right now it looks like Bali is gonna be our next stop. Fingers crossed, knock on wood. Um, that will be opening in September 11th or 12th. So we have about another month here. That's, it's just amazing how, I guess it's so unexpected, but you guys have found such joy in Cambodia. It's so nice to hear that you've found such joy in one country and they've been so incredible to you guys. You know, in, in a time that the world has, well, the world stopped, you know, for, for some time in the yeah. real peak yeah. of what's been going on. It certainly did here in the UK, that it felt like the world had stopped. Um, and for Cambodia and everyone there to be still helping you, be supporting you, asking if you need anything, it just shows what an amazing country it is. Um, you know, it just sounds fantastic. Um, and in terms of your bucket list in general, so I know you've mentioned a few countries there, what's on your bucket list in terms of like countries and activities? So people always say to me like skydiving, scuba diving, that sort of thing. What would you say is on your bucket list? <laughs> so bucket oh list. <laughs> That is a long list. Yeah, bucket lists are my favorite. I started one when I was like in high school. I had it written down on this like old notebook piece of paper in my wallet. And unfortunately, my wallet got stolen in college. I I really wish I had it because it was such a good list. Yeah. But I've tried to recreate it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If you actually go to our blog, thepassportcouple.com, we have a bucket list tab on our website that has all of our items on the bucket list. But I try to get really, like, creative with them. Like, my favorite on our bucket list, I think, is having a picnic on a glacier. I really want that to happen. But otherwise, awesome. like, hold yeah. a koala and <laughs> and go to events that only happen, like, once every 10 years. Mm-hmm. Or go to, like, the Lantern Festival in Chiang Mai. Just literally anything and everything. I, I see stuff all the time on Instagram and, like, constantly adding to our bucket list. So it is a mile long. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you look on our website, like we have check boxes next to all of our bucket list items. And I think we have like two checked. Yeah. So like we've got a long, long way to go on achieving all that. But it's something we're super excited for. Yeah. So. And do you think because of what's happened with the pandemic, do you think, you know, you said you had maybe like 12 months to 14 months worth of sort of money for your traveling do you think because of what's happened you're going to keep continuing the traveling or do you have plans to go home like do you think because you've been stuck in one country even more so now you want to travel for longer because you you haven't seen as much as you would have wanted to right so uh the money that we had was originally just to to hold off without making any more money 
we're going to be traveling full-time as long as we possibly can. Um, once we start making money, that'll be great to just keep us going as long as possible. So indefinitely is hopefully our answer for how long we'll be traveling. Um, we don't have plans of going home to settle down anytime soon, um, but we will be going home for the holidays. So yeah. We'll be home for a month or so in December just mm-hmm. to see family and, and go home for the holidays, but that's about it. And has it been quite hard to sort of watch the coronavirus sort of in America? Obviously, it's been very tough in America. And I guess for you guys, I know you mentioned it a little bit briefly, but you guys being in Cambodia and your families being in America, what's it been like in terms of just keeping in contact and like the communication and has that all been okay? Yeah, it's been really nice, like having things like Zoom and FaceTime to be able to, to stay in touch with everyone. And I think it's been even nicer for them now, mm-hmm. just since they're holed up and at home a lot more than they normally would be. I mean, probably before everything got shut down, we'd talk to our families maybe like once every two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. But now we like talk to them every week, every weekend, and we always FaceTime and usually talk for like an hour or so just to catch up. So it's been mm-hmm. really nice because I think like technology's come a long way, especially in this time with like uh the party ha- house party house party yeah the app, the app yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's so fun I love stuff like that so I'm glad that it's like growing it's especially nice for us because this is like exactly what we needed technology like this to be able to, to talk to our family while we were traveling um as far as like watching the coronavirus happen at home it has been pretty crazy um I don't know if you want to talk about that uh yeah I mean it's definitely been it's been challenging. I mean, the it's so hard because it has impacted so many, and that's honestly just heart wrenching in and of itself. You know, we've been very fortunate, and that hasn't gotten too close to our families uh, to date. And obviously, we hope it stays the same uh, moving forward. But you know, I'm from Wisconsin, so and Alicia's from Southern California, and we met in Southern California. So the it's been interesting, I guess, to watch to the different approaches, though not totally and completely different. I think California has been a little more stringent in how they've moved forward with it. But uh, as far as the communication aspect has gone too, I think we almost had a little bit of practice because we've been gone for what, five weeks before it really happened. Mm-hmm. So we had already kind of like learned how to communicate with our families, mm-hmm. you know, weekly on Zoom. And, uh, you know, my parents are in Wisconsin. So they're like, well, we're never going to see you. I'm like, well, you don't see me that much anyway. <laughs> like, we, we see each other a couple times a year, but I mean, it's not going to change that much. And you'll probably see us more because, you know, there's Instagram, there's yeah. stories and things like that. And yeah. our families have really like loved that aspect of it too. Like being able to keep up not only once a week, but like with our daily lives, just kind of like seeing the snippets of what we're doing every single day. Because before I will tell you when we worked, you know, 12 hours a day, we weren't posting stories on Instagram when we were working 12 yeah, hours a yeah. day, nor do I think they would have been interested in that. <laughs> I don't think we would have ever seen them watching our stories. If it was just us at work. So uh, I think in that regard, you know, they, they see us more now in a way mm-hmm. than they ever did before. And, you know, hopefully, you know, if all goes according to plan, we may meet up with her family in September in Bali. Oh, awesome. Provided that both. Yeah, yeah, provided that, you know, we can get in from our respective countries. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I think, you know, again, it hasn't been too close to them, but it's been hard because you see people's lives changing drastically. And when it started, what, you probably thought it was going to be a month or two, mm-hmm, and right. now we're sitting yeah. here still, and it's like, man, yeah. I don't I don't think we're going to see the end of this thing in 2020. I think it's 
you're looking at 2021 yeah. and beyond and yeah oh, what a what a radical change in lifestyle in, yeah. in one year yeah just so much i don't know yeah hopefully we can all be together at the end of the year you know to yeah. celebrate uh you mm-hmm. know the holidays together yeah It'd be something to look forward to too yeah like you said something to look forward to you know you guys have been obviously it must have been challenging at times but that if you've got that that to look forward to and you can see them that is you know an important thing isn't it definitely Um, and in terms of your future plans so let's say like five years time what are your plans with your you you've got you've got youtube channel i believe as well um you've Mm -hmm. got your blog you've got instagram what what are your plans and do you also take inspiration from like youtube channels or other blogs that sort of thing do you have any inspirations yeah yeah. Uh, well, there's so much uh, inspiration out there for sure. I think obviously as time goes on, you know, we have, you know, our blog, we have YouTube, we have Instagram. And I think really the biggest thing there is just our biggest focus is consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, with our blogs, we want to be, uh, you know, putting out valuable information, you know, a couple of times a week, at least YouTube video every single week and Instagram daily. Mm-hmm. I think it's just focusing on making sure we tend to all those uh, platforms as consistently as possible and then also obviously working our way into the content marketing side of that learning how to better grow our our platforms Mm -hmm. and again as she had mentioned earlier working with smaller hotels and brands starting out but as we grow and as our expertise increases we'd like to kind of expand on that and Mm -hmm. work with you know bigger brands you know bigger restaurants things like that and hopefully eventually if we can find kind of that secret sauce hopefully we can kind of show people how we did it you know one day and help others do it because i think that we all desire a lifestyle that is flexible in its own way and that was really the biggest drive for us our drive was flexibility you know we both worked jobs we worked 12 hours a day we had two weeks vacation every year and it's like how do you divide that out between taking time for yourself and finding time for family. Mm -hmm. I think our family was the biggest driver. You know, we want to, we want to have that flexibility of of being with them more and just Mm -hmm. being able to do work we love and seeing each other more. So I agree. I think those are definitely five-year plans, but uh, we try to focus on, you know, the day to day, (laughs) you know, because we know that we know that, you know, hours turn into days, days turns into weeks. And, you know, eventually we're going to be five years down the line before we know it. I mean, it's August, and we can hardly believe it's August. And yeah, it same. literally feels like we just took <laughs> off, you know, in February two days ago. Mm-hmm. So it's just incredible. So one thing I think that's really been helpful to us is we read this book called, like, the 10 Exit or 10 Times Rule or 10X. something. 10X? Just yeah. 10X? Yeah. So I read 10X, and mm-hmm. it talks about how you have a goal in mind, and our goal is to be able to spend more time with family and and be more flexible and not have to go to a job nine mm-hmm. to five Monday through Friday. And so we 10 X it. So our 10 X goal is absolutely <laughs> absurd. And I really hope it happens, but it is to rent out an entire private Island for all of our family, like both sides, the whole family and be able to like rent it out for like two weeks and just celebrate and have a great vacation and relax and vacation with everyone. So it's a huge, huge goal. So it's very expensive. <laughs> But that is our, like, long-term driving goal. And these are all of our steps to get there. That would be awesome. And then... (laughs) That would be so cool. (laughs) Yeah, so hopefully it happens. We worked backwards from that, and it took us a while. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good, though. It's good to have, like, 
short-term goals, long-term goals, you know, and then you can take the steps to get there. And in terms of, I'm just thinking yeah. of just one last question I've got. Um, have you had already so far any sort of like funny, bizarre, crazy, scary travel moments? Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, have. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Any? We have many, mind? so. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what one to talk about. Um, I guess. Are you choosing between? Well, just like everything that happened in Kuala Lumpur. Oh, Kuala Lumpur is a great example. <laughs> Kuala Lumpur is fantastic. For us, like once one thing goes wrong, it's just like everything seems to go wrong all at once. And from the moment we got to Kuala Lumpur, for some reason, like we got to our Airbnb. and Wait, it... you didn't even talk about how we got to our Airbnb. How did we get? Oh, my God. We missed our. No, that was not. Oh, that was at the end. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. This is a disaster. <laughs> um, oh, my God. <laughs> We just like the story. Yeah. <laughs> we got to Kuala Lumpur and our Airbnb was like not what was pictured at all. It was like cleanliness level is like our most important thing. Just, I mean, we worked in hotels, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we kind of have an eye for that already. And then what we saw was just not what we had. So we tried to like, can we just like get new like bed sheets or something or like some new things? And then she said she was going to, but then she didn't. And we had to like give our key. So we came back to the hotel at like nine o'clock at night to go pick up our key from like the lady we were like at the front desk basically, Mm -hmm. but it was closed and they had just left our key outside the door with the room number on it. And everything we owned, quite literally, was yeah. inside the room. Everything, everything we owned. Everything we bought to like And we had been gone for like six and, or eight hours. Like our all of our camera gear was in there, our passports, our wallets, all of our clothes, like everything was in there. And the key is just out in the open in this giant lobby. It's like thousands of people in this huge hotel with our like room number on it. So we literally packed up immediately and left. <laughs> so I yeah. was not happy with that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, eventually the rest of our trip was like, like, see when these things happen, like you actually like suppress the memories down (laughs) way deep. So when we got there, our, our grab driver was fantastic. He was such a nice guy. He picked us up from the airport. He had to stop for gas. And so I should say there's two options. There was either grab, which should have taken 30 to 45 minutes to get to our hotel or you could take the train from the airport into downtown Kuala Lumpur. Mm-hmm. About the same price. We figured we'd just get a cab because it was about the same price, same time. Yeah, easier with our luggage. Yeah. Easier with all of our luggage. We chose the grab option, and he pulls over to get gas right away after we leave the airport. Totally fine by us. We don't care. We're not in a rush. Finds out he has a flat tire oh. at the gas station. So he has to pull over, and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We're like, it's honestly no big deal. Like, we're we're not in a rush. We're just going somewhere to sleep tonight. Like, what can we do to help, you know? So we did anything we could do to help the guy, change out the tire, change out the tire, and he finally gets it change out. We leave, and we basically get on the highway, and the highway is a complete parking lot. Yeah. And it is, like, oh. rush hour times yeah. a million. I thought we were back in L.A. Yeah, like, it, so it looked like L.A. So I think it took us what should have been 30 to 45 minutes. It took about two and a half hours to get to our Airbnb. Oh and that is only because our grab driver decided that the side of the road was another lane for him. 
It's not, but he just went right over and just chugged along and tell our accent. I, he's trying to figure out his time too, and we totally understood. We, yeah. it just kind of made us us laugh. But two and a half hours later, we got there, and then got to the Airbnb. And beautiful, right? But we also notified our Airbnb host, who was supposed to greet us at check-in, that we would be there, and she never showed up. And we just ate dinner, waited for her, and eventually. We realized she had left our key with one of her friends there who owned a shop and the shop closed at nine o'clock. We got the message at like 8.55. Yeah. So we just snuck in and got our key for the night. Yeah. And then everything else played out. Yeah. So just, yeah, it was a bad trip. Just, yeah. <laughs> <to start> and then, <laughs> we made it better. Yeah. And we had a great time in between and then we missed our flight to see him reap, oh. which that was a bummer. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, we went and a half. We got dropped off at the wrong terminal. It was honestly our fault because we didn't give ourselves enough time in the end. We gave ourselves like, they open up check-in, at least at the Malaysia airport for AirAsia about four hours early. Mm -hmm. We're used to honestly just getting in like an hour early in the US and LA, San Mm -hmm. Diego, and we're just fine. But we did that there and we missed our flights. And we sat in an airport lounge for just about 24 hours oh, uh, before boarding our flight the next morning at 6 a.m. So, so it, it yeah. was crazy. We were very happy to get to say Sam Reed. Yeah. yeah, to say the least, yeah. I guess these things happen, time. don't they? These things happen when you're traveling and it's like, some of them make oh, fun yeah. stories, some of them are just frustrating stories, but like, you know, yeah. these things happen and it's like, it's kind of the beauty of it, isn't it? When you're traveling, yeah. <clears throat> sorry, things go wrong and, you know, you hope most things yeah. go right, but it's those ones that you just go, hey, ho, <laughs> and just hope yeah, that, hope it doesn't happen perfect. again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, awesome. That is, yeah. that's all the questions that I've, um, I've written down. So uh, awesome. thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. I will send you the link when it goes up. It'll be on Spotify and Apple podcasts as well. Um, so yeah, so I'll send you the link. Um, and I think it will be up not this Friday, but the Friday after. Um, so not, not too long. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your, of your traveling. Keep in touch with me. Um, let me know what you guys are up to. Um, and if you make it to Bali as well, I hope you make it to Bali. Yes. Yes. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Definitely. (laughs) Thank you so much guys. Have a lovely night. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Awesome.